I think people should, just again, personally, should get vaccinated. If they're one of these wild people who thinks they're going to be filled with nano machines, well, the solid snake is going to save us anyways. Other people just complicate my life. I don't like to get involved. It's episode 229 time. How what? are we? Baby. 229 episodes of the Alleged Wrestling Podcast. I've myself. always dreamed yeah. my entire life of making it to 229. This is the moment. Might as, might as well celebrate. So I'm here at Full House again. Myself, Steve, with Fitz, Nikki, and Gordo. And you can hear how tired I am in my voice. But I have the sexy phlegm, maybe, or the sexy tired voice. I don't know. Oh, he's got the Rona. He's got the Rona. I, th- I think oh, he's. No. I think he's just off of the Rona. Oh no! no. I, uh, the Rona couldn't get me. That's the best part. <laughs> it's the Rona is a bitch. I don't know why everyone's been complaining for two years. It wasn't able to get at me, which is uh, huge news for everyone involved. So we're oh, out of isolation now. Them. Yeah, we're out of isolation now. We got to go in and see the inside of Duns, you know. It's a pretty Ooh, special moment for everyone. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Huge day. Huge, huge day for all involved. You survived the, the isolation period. There was no um, Chris Benoit moment, no? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> the ham was in the enclosed pool area. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, for uh, one, I'm actually shocked that Kier didn't murder you, but, you know, that's beside the point. That's good. Oh, with a bird flu now. That's great. Oh, fun. Oh, oh Jesus. Fuck. Oh, in fairness, he has 20 been... ducks inside his home. Um, maybe a lot of people get bird flu, like, you know, bird yeah. flu. That's how you do it. <laughs> well, we do have flu rona now, don't we? We do. It's the, the Megatron of the coronavirus and the flu. Good times. What? Yeah, flu rona. Ah, uh, fuck it's off. Yeah, it's a thing. So that's to look forward to. Only fuck. a couple more Greek letters to get through. <laughs> 2022 can fuck off. It's only started, but yeah. I'm already fuck off. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, any any stories? How, how How is everything? We have a lot of stuff to cover over the last two weeks that we wanted to talk about. So I hear Tony Khan is a big racist now, yeah? Big racist. That's that's yeah. what it is. Uh, most, most of the day. In the evening, he just likes to watch Fulham. Don't know how he devotes himself full time to the whole racism. God, you're popping uh, a bit there. Yeah, I was literally just typing to him. Yeah, just back up from the mic a little bit there. <laughs> I was just typing, but I don't need to type now. Give me a level there, Gordo. Have you now? One, two, three. One, two. Oh, yeah, look at it. Beautiful better. stuff. Better. Beautiful better. stuff. Beautiful. Anyway, Beautiful. Tony Khan's a racist. Are you going straight in, Hawkinson? No, no, no alleged today. No alleged? Well, apparently he runs a racist COVID, ship. COVID couldn't, COVID couldn't beat me. Like, they we couldn't even get me. Lads, the cans. That's a big story. Yeah, we're cans. not going to get into cans. Oh, we have to talk about the cans. <laughs> so, so cans are more important than racism. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> no. Priority. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. So in Ireland, 
they've brought in uh, minimum unit pricing. I, I look, I don't fully know the whole story or all that. If someone knows better than me, speak up. Um, but uh, essentially, when they compared it to Christmas prices for like crates of beer, which is 24 cans, they're gone from anywhere from 15 or 20 euros up to 40 euro plus just overnight like that. And as you can imagine, it hasn't gone down well with the rest of us here. So that's that's the crack. I'm, I'm literally sitting here with a can of beer that is now, uh, let me see the exact measurements. Uh, it used to be 500 milliliters and 4.3%. It is now 440 milliliters and 3.5%. So it could maintain its price point. We'll see. I'm hey, man, look. I still have cans left over, so I'm on, expend, on cheap, good, big cans. He's actually making profit as he drinks here. It's unbelievable. The question is, Steve, why didn't you stock up before Christmas? Um, well, we did, but we, you know, we drank them. We've been in lockdown. We've been in isolation for 10 days. What do you think we've been doing? That's how, that's how, that's the Chris Benoit moment in that house. <laughs> we, we got through the ones that we bought before Christmas. So that's why we had to go again today, you know? Um, so yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, it was funny when we went in, it was like, you know, the first time since all that stuff had really happened or whatever. And we're like, oh, look, this new, smaller, uh, less alcohol volume cans are already here. Some people got ahead of it, so... There you go. That's the way it's going to be. Hey, if it works, if it is, if people have less illness about it. Yeah. I don't really have a big problem with it. Bastards. It's unfortunate it's going to cost a little bit more money to to buy some cans for home. But, you know, if if you're you're not an alcoholic, if you don't have uh, a reliance on alcohol, then it really shouldn't affect you too much. We're all bastards. Mm, That's still just a, a pretty incredible price hike, though, at the same time. It's like, God damn. The well, that's the point. Supposed to stop people buying it like it's water and drinking it like it's water and yeah. getting fucked up on it. Ooh, let people do what they it's want. The Poor students. You'd, you'd pity the students, though. Imagine yeah. Try to, well, no, you know. fuck them. Not literally. Well, fuck well, them. well, 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 I like, I'll be able to tell my grandkids that I remember a time when a six pack of Druids was cheaper than an electricity bill. You know, so that, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, the age-old joke that my dad tells me is that back in his day, he could buy a pint, a packet of fags, and a box of matches for less than a pound. There you go. He used to be able to buy six cans, a house, <laughs> and a fortune, go on holidays for less than 100 quid. When I was in my late 30s, we had to ration the cans out because of the price of them. You'd buy a six-pack for three houses, and it'd do you a week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, so on about the border there as well, I saw someone, did, you know, one of these maps of Ireland and they had grayed out all of Northern Ireland and just run off license over it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. I'd be interested to see if it's still as steep this time next year or what the aisles look like. Will they all be these shorter, stubbier cans or be interesting to see. Be interesting. Um, but yeah. That was a bit of a surprise. I didn't know anything about this. <laughs> One of the lads full of thing. He, he lives in Australia. Is like, did I hear that a creative Guinness is 42 euros now? It's like, what? Wait, what? What are you talking about? I looked it up and I was horrified. Horrified. Country's gone to the dogs, boys. Irish, sure, look at it. It is what it is. Stop drinking. It's great. No. Or drink whiskey. Nothing's changed there. Stop. It was already pricey. Drinking? <laughs> Um, yes, it's called sober and sobriety, Gordo. So I don't believe in you. 
How do we do streams? How would we um, stream? How would we do a podcast? Uh, you're not thinking. We, we did. We did a stream this week with zero cans and yeah, many many crowns. crowns. Yes. Yeah, but like that was the exception that proves the rule. You know, like that. Because we were playing out. We were playing out of just pure rage at the price of the cans. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was can day, uh, as as it's now known, C day. Um, you know who would have no trouble with the hike, the price hike on alcohol in Ireland? Our good friend Tony Can. Tony Can. Tony Can. Hey. He already has his can. Hey. Now I think Tony Can had a few cans himself on New Year's Eve before he sent this tweet. But that's but, uh, another day. I don't think he was drinking a can of the black stuff, though. No, no. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. I think he was having oh. the white Russians, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> the pale ale. Yeah. I'll once again give a shout out. Go listen to Grapsity talk about this, not us. So, uh, yeah. Tony Khan had a few shirt. He did a few shandies on uh, New Year's Eve, and he decided to tweet out. So how do we tell the original story? Big Swole... We'll go back in time. Big Swole and AEW came to a mutual agreement that nobody believed. Um, that Fightful then confirmed later that was not mutual. Um, that they had left the company on good terms and blah, 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 blah. And then mm, Swole has a crash. podcast. Yes, but um, she had been she had told the story that it was mutual. Fightful, maybe a month later, had been like, no, nah, it wasn't mutual. She They just didn't re-sign her. Um, so I'm guessing that's where a little bit of the anger there was, where AEW were like, yeah, that's fine. You can you can tell people it's mutual. Everyone saves face. No skid off anyone's back. All good. Who cares? And then she did the podcast where it was like, here's all the problems with the company. And we know Tony Khan, not one for taking criticism lightly. Oh, he loves criticism. Um, he loves it. He loves water off a duck's back. Yeah. And then he uh, he went and tweeted, the top two AEW execs are Brown, me and Mega. Jade, Bowens, Caster, Dante, Nyla is Isaiah, Mark Quinn, all one on TV this week. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole contracts expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Hashtag AEW Rampage Street Fight tonight. <laughs> There's a lot of information in about 220 characters there. Just saying, I need, maximize to reach, the space. I need to reach Tony's levels of plugs. <laughs> I mean he got a lot in there I don't think I don't think I can reach that level of plug yet where it's like here I'm just gonna bury somebody and then fuck it hey plug I'm, yeah. I'm not quite there yet give it time give it time give it time Club. about an hour an hour yeah, an hour. Hour. yeah I'll yeah. go for tonight I'll go for tonight uh, let me ask you a question so but taking this and in isolation and looking at it from before the story broke of Swole's criticism and before Tony's tweet. Do you think as a wrestling fan that her wrestling is good enough to be on television? No, I, do, like, no. I feel Tony's criticisms were very valid, but you still, yeah. you can't say that. Yeah. Oh no, um, that's I, we'll, we'll get to that, but I'm just trying to take that in isolation first. Given, given the fact that she had a pop first, meh, I'm a Tony on this. I, I think it I was think he went to, he he two-footed her like that would be the best way to put it uh, both barrels for our american friends um there was no i think it was over the top i don't think there was a need yeah. to be that much of a dick about it and i don't think swole was a dick about anything she just said hey listen these are all the things i didn't like um and i'm happy not to be there anymore or whatever 
And if that's the person's experience, that's fine. I, I, I don't think it warranted the reaction it got. Yeah, I don't t- disagree with his opinion of her wrestling, though. T- Tony's way too thin-skinned. Like, literally, yeah. nobody can criticize anything he does or he needs to defend it. And in the wrestling business, especially like mm. wrestling Twitter, you can't do that. You'll no. never, be, never stop Twitter defending yourself. Is famous for its maturity and its uh, rational responses to, have to any sort of sensitive issues. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know what you're on with, Nick. Mm. Nothing quite like a Thursday evening when the rating comes out for just a nice cup of tea and a relaxing read of Twitter. You know, they're very rational people. Um, so yeah, before look, Tony sent out that tweet, I think there was even mixed opinions on Swole's criticism already. But mm. It seems like something very easy to say because in 2021, now 2022, you can't really criticize someone for feeling that way, whether rightly or wrongly. Because for many reasons, it's it's their personal experience. So you can't tell someone that their experience was wrong, even if their experience is Do the white person purely. disclaimer fits. Let's yeah. do the white person disclaimer. Oh, sorry. Yes, I am a white male. I, I should not be speaking on women and people of color's experiences. I, uh, ah, not I like that. Shame I, on I myself. meant in a kinder way. I meant as in this is four, <laughs> four white lads from the West of Ireland who have, who have no... It's not we're not the people to go to when you want to talk about diversity. Yeah, we're not it's in the best pot of there's like, people far more yeah. qualified. And as as Sean Ross Sapp has been um, promoting heavily this week, do listen to that Grapsity podcast. Um, Sean, uh, Captain Sean Dean, isn't that his name? Yeah. He mm-hmm. appeared on the show as well with them. Um, it's very good. Uh, it's a very good listen. I recommend checking it out. So there you go. And he's pretty much like a, a diversity officer within AEW. He handles mm. a lot of the backstage stuff, booking of extras, booking of people for, for dark and dark elevation. So, you know, You're saying it's his fault. I'm saying that it, it's hard to, to point criticism at a company when they're trying to do better. You know, it's yeah. Un, un, unless you're looking at airtime in percentages, and saying that there has to be equality of airtime. That's where I would have a big problem. And, you know, people got criticized rightly and wrongly on online this week for saying, you know, you know, you give the airtime to the people who draw the ratings. And obviously there's an element yeah. of that because ultimately it's still a business. So if it's proven over the course of, of, of a trend over a few weeks or months that certain people draw better than others, then it makes more sense to feature them, regardless of whether they're male, female, white, black, brown, whatever, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. you know th- there is an element that you know you promote your best talent yeah it's and hard I think to argue with that logic oh, of course i mean it's hard to um i'm not picking on big swole i promise but it would be hard to give 20 minutes of tv time to big swole in a pack show when you could have given it to cm punk or adam cole or, or the big names daniel bryan or all those people they signed or the so, incoming ever moves uh, yeah it, th- there you go there's there's other names killer cross could come in all these things that because it's a revolving door that well it's not a revolving door it's a door that just it's open and just keep cramming new people in there <laughs> so they they have new staff every, every new wrestlers. they are <laughs> every every few weeks there's a debut so they, there is a constant newness there and you can't just bring in say uh say killer cross comes in you can't bring him in and then bench him for four weeks they do have to feature him so that's the issue they have well, you have the gladiator helmet. 
Yeah, I hope yes, not. And he'll destroy um, it with a sledgehammer at the top of the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Here's oh, a legit man. question for you, and it's a very much an open-ended question that I am not Can I just God. finish that thought, though, Go before you do? Go just one. Yeah. So where I was finishing up on that was, um, that makes total sense, makes total business sense. But what I would say is someone like Big Swole in that position, um, you do have to carve out some time for people to learn and for people to become draws. Yeah. So that's where they have to... Now, WWE doesn't do it well, so it's not a criticism of AEW. It's just criticism of... It's not even a criticism. It's just maybe where I think they should start doing things like that. Dark doesn't work. People don't watch Dark. So. But that kind of leads into the question that I was actually going to ask, so thank you for that nice lead-in. If, if you were to offer diversity and not just a wooden ship on national TV, then this is an open question because I actually genuinely want to know the answer to it that I don't know. What talent from a diverse background especially from the females perspective would you have in those roles because the people that you've seen so far on dynamite tv would be someone like jade cargill who has got a serious push since she's come in whether mm. warranted or not Goldberg based on talent border will will, oh, yeah. will argue that one uh, but to be fair you can't say that she Why hasn't will? been strong enough you know, from a booking point of view, hundred percent. Exactly. Oh, he's right, though. He's absolutely right. Um, you also got um, oh, can't think of her name. Steve Red loves Velvet. her because she always Red Velvet. Thank you very much. She always tries She's to get herself maniac. on her dives. Mm-hmm. She was featured very prominently over the last six months or so, and question marks have been raised over her in-ring ability and her want to almost commit suicide on her dives. I don't know how she's but, still alive. Genuinely, her neck so is like, made of rubber. I, yeah, any there... criticism of her coming from a place of us wanting to keep her alive. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she so seems like the woman Sasha I'd Banks to see her be killed. Yeah, same, Sasha, same thing. It's like, how are you not dead? How does your neck not snap backwards? I don't understand. I can barely well, get out of bed in the morning. What available talent is out there right now? And obviously Ember Moon is one that we'd love Ember. to see come in there. Yeah. But what available talent has is there now and has been there over the last six months that could have come in and would have justified their selection based on their ability and talent. Very much open-ended question. I'd love to be. I'd love to be given answers to. I think there's Zero a double-edged point. sword there, uh, or well, this this it's a two-pronged approach. All the metaphors. Um, the women don't get a lot of TV time as it is, so mm-hmm. it's limited time. And then when you look at diversity side of things, it's even more limited. So there's a double whammy there for Swole. Is like what I would say. Yeah, yes, and the, 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 the other side of that is you don't want to feature people in a position where their talent isn't justified because it only makes them look bad. And this will yeah. lead into something that Gordo is going to talk about later with regards to Jade Cargill. I think that's a fair, fair reflection as well. So, you, you know, there's an element of you want to promote a diverse show, of course. I think nobody, unless they're crazy people would want a diverse show because you, you want to be able to target di- different demographics if for no other reason. But, you know, you just don't want to be an arsehole. But also you yeah. have to make sure that the talent you're putting on your show is capable of A, performing at that level and B, will actually draw in audiences for you. There. And if there's I talent think- out there that meet that criteria, then yes, they should be selected and they should be featured. The problem is, is I just don't know who they are. And they maybe that's a reflection signed, on me not watching too many indies or dark shows. They officially signed Kira Hogan, didn't they? Yeah, she's on the roster, yeah. Like, she'd Very be one of the ones who I'd look at who she has that bit more experience. Um, she, like, 
since her first run on Dark, I think I've maybe seen her have one match. Or like, sorry, her first, uh, like she had an episode of Dynamite and then an episode of Rampage, I think. Yeah, I've seen her name pop up as being dark. I've I've seen nothing of her, uh, and she's someone who like she's been around. Do I remember she was in Impact when I was writing about that for the We're website? Like, <laughs> you know, she had a bit so, of a name. She had a bit of buzz about her when they signed her. Yeah, yeah, she's like she's she, and she's very very good. Um, she'd be someone who I'd look at and say, yeah, she should be in there. If you're looking at people outside the company. Uh, I think Nicole Savoy is with MLW now, but I think she signed there recently enough, so good luck getting her out of that contract. Um, but, you know, she'd be somebody I'd look at. Obviously, you have Ember. Lee. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I was even just trying to think of the female ones yeah. off the top of my head, you know. Um, they kind of be probably the, the main ones. Tasha Steeles, I think, is still under contract with Impact. But again, you had the forbidden door open and you never really mm. brought her in. Uh, Mia Yim. Yep. Mm. is she free she yet uh, she should be Don't soon enough so. you know she'd be, yeah, think, she'd be a layup. start of yeah. February she'd be she'd be a layup for them next month uh, but it wasn't just diversity really she was talking about there was structure as well it wasn't just that that's yeah. just the point that seemed to have hit gone home with Twitter people, like. yeah um, but structure she talked about um, ideas being shot down and things like that and there's being another afraid to that's another big thing I wanted to, to criticize on her statement. And I don't I didn't read the full statement, I only saw what was posted in, in the socials. She effectively said that unless you like unless you were going with creative ideas to the booking team, you weren't getting featured. But hello, you you're the wrestler. You're the one who knows your character better than anyone else. You should be knocking on people's doors with suggestions and ideas every single week. Everybody should be. Hayden Royce. You know, oh, what's your what do you what do you want to do? Well, I like sitting at home with my dog. <laughs> and you got you and your friend fired because you all well, you could talk about was your dog. But me and Fitz talked about this on Twitch one of the nights actually. The and I think I mentioned me and Antox were talking about it. You play their cards, you're dealt. She's in a company that um, where you have to come up with your own ideas. There isn't thirty writers to come up with them for you. Mm. In WWE, you don't have to do that. So if you're in WWE, you just have to fucking eat shit and deal with it go out and say the lines you're given in AEW you have to stand out from the pack because everyone's bursting with crea- half the fucking roster was in other companies where they weren't allowed to say their own lines so they're going to have seven years worth of fucking ideas so you do have to kind of speak up you know uh, one other thing I would say on that as well Big Swole had an opportunity within WWE when she competed in the May Young Classic and wasn't picked up in an environment where they were snapping up almost every female talent that had uh, some sort of brand recognition or bit of a profile about them. Maybe there was a reason they didn't pick her up then either. That's purely speculation, but you'd, you'd question why that happened and uh, why they passed. Yeah. yeah. So, how to so, you that? Just, uh, just one, we forgot when we're going through the female that are open. Uh, Trisha Dora is another one that would be good to bring in. Mm. Yes, great show. Actually, Marty Bell is in, by the way. Uh, Marty Bell is in NWA as well. Actually, she would be a solid. She's never, never going to put on a five star classic or anything, but she's a good hand, I'd say. Um, but yeah, no, obviously, we're not burying Big Swole here or anything. We we just, we, I think a lot of people do agree that there there was a standard that she was below in terms of in ring in ring work, and I don't think anyone has a major problem with them getting rid of her for in-ring work 
although yeah, there are the other people time. that have in-ring work problems as well. But at the same time, the, there, tweet, but the tweet from Tony was fucking stupid. It was over the top. Oh, was 100%. It was stupid and sensitive and thoughtless as well. Yeah. And I, I actually think, I don't think it had got as much heat if he hadn't put the plug for... Yeah, it's it unnecessary. <laughs> like, yeah, I honestly don't think it would have gotten as much hate if he had left that out. I think that was. But in fairness, he was referencing. He was. It was also very valid in that it was come, uh, come back to the females not being um, featured prominently, and he plugged the street fight that was absolutely fantastic on Rampage last week. But between that two had girls. four white women four with blonde hair. Spoiler: It's probably my match <laughs> of the week. <laughs> nice. It was that good. It was ridiculously good. Well, I, I completely agree. I, you have to take these things as almost two completely separate scenarios. One, the, the, the release slash contract non-renewal. Three parts, I suppose, really. Second was the, the statement release where Swole criticised and gave her experiences. And three, the absolutely idiotic and moronic tweet that Tony Khan sent out. That yeah. should never have been sent out. What no. the fuck? No. Was he on the sauce or what was he doing? Because it had to have been. There was late no at night. sober justification for that. I wasn't did that late. Did Fulham win a game? My match or mm, don't think so. Well, it was, was, I know the Jags definitely did. fire somebody again or something? Well, I think it was 10 or 11 at night our time. So it would have been, yeah, it would have been five or six in the evening for him. Maybe they started yeah. early. Who knows? Yeah. Well, there we go. That's That's the big news. Until we got to Tuesday. And little did we know how I had put in a note, and it's right there in front of me. Black and gold NXT ends. And little did I know a how right I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, so New Year's Evil was on. It was a, it was a good two-hour watch. Um, but that's not the story, really, is it? Um, so to start where I was going with that thought was... So they literally, the symbolism was right there. They had Braun Breaker come out and kick, kick the old gold X from the NXT logo in half. He beats Champa. Uh, the new era it has begun. There's only really Champa left there in terms of the big names. Uh, O'Reilly left, Cole is gone, Gargano, the list goes on. Um, so Champa was the last guy and Braun Breaker beat him eventually. And they were like, ah, oh, that, that's it was a bittersweet moment at the end of NXT. It was like, okay, uh, I don't know how much longer I'll be on this journey with you for, but uh, it was kind of sad to see the end of NXT. And what was really sad was the <laughs> Wednesday, <laughs> the end of NXT, <laughs> where they just dismantled Triple H's uh, Back boys room. backstage. The whole thing is ripped to shreds. So I'll leave one man for last, well, maybe two. So word started to get out. Uh, Road Dog was gone. Timothy Thatcher, Hideki Suzuki, Danny Birch, and that other personnel uh, that WWE let go of, including Coach A. Steele, uh, <clears throat> writers Ryan Katz and George Carroll, Dave Kapoor, uh, referee Scott Armstrong, has been there a long time, and Kathy Carino, uh, was Alice in Danger, who had just moved there three months ago and moved her yeah. young family all the, way, all the way across the country. Fucking arseholes. Um... But then there's the other two. Oh, we'll, we'll throw Gabe in there on that list as well. Yeah. Who was there in a consultancy role. Yeah. Oh, I just, go... just bought out his company. And then just yeah. Here, yeah. Gabe, can we have your company? You have your tape library? Yeah. Uh, we don't want Here. you. Bye. Here's a salary for a little while. We'll see you later. Um, let's do Samoa Joe first. So Samoa Joe has oh. been let go again. 
so he was let go in the last or one of the last <laughs> round of releases last year or whatever five releases was. ago at this point yeah many buses have been flipped between now and then um, Triple H brought him back because Triple H is not an idiot and he was like why would you get rid of this man bring him back bring him back to me right now they had him come in um, kind of kill off Cross on his way up to the main roster he held the title disappeared and the title was stripped of Joe and we haven't seen him since and he's been doing tryouts he's been looking after the tryouts for NXT with Regal who we'll get to so Samoa Joe's back if if you don't have room for Samoa Joe in your wrestling company there's something wrong with your wrestling company they're not a wrestling wrestling company company. sports entertainment media conglomerate that's that's (laughs) the problem yeah media conglomerate that that show premium live live specials premium live specials (laughs) or it's not a premium live event or something was it live event yeah which We'll touch on that briefly. It makes sense in terms of, they don't do pay-per-views anymore. Oh, exactly. They've been no, on a, they're, they're they've not been on a streaming they service. For, yeah. years. They've been streaming service, what, seven, eight years now. They, they were eventually going to change that name. Because yeah, they've been dancing around it for years now. Network event, extravaganza. You're like, okay, just, anyway. Um, Call it a Sunday Night Spectacular and get it over with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Joe will be on AEW very quickly, I would imagine. I wonder what his non-compete is. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know if he was signed as a talent dealer at this stage. Obviously, he had one match since he came back. So I don't know if he would have been on a full talent deal or if he would have been on a coaching mm. deal. Lots of so Fightful still hadn't heard any updates on mm. the non-competes. Um, it's either no... As usual... Oh, sorry. I was going to say it was either, it's either no non-compete because he's talent or because he's staff or he's on a 30 day because he was NXT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He won't be on a 90 anyway. I would be shocked if he's on a 90. So can we get some old Joe versus uh, Terry Thatcher then? Yeah. Looks like it. I want to so, see uh, some old Joe and Eddie Kingston. That's yes. something I really, oh, really yes, want please. to see. I don't even need them to wrestle. I just need them to have promos. Oh yeah. Even if they're managing two other lads, I don't care. I just <laughs> need them on promos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully he's good to go. I mean, he uh, he has a lot of injuries, uh, but yeah. hopefully he's he's been healing up. But yeah, the fact that they said that like they were not going to affect talent, and that both him, Thatcher, and Birch were all released, kind of symbolized yeah. that they, in WWE's eyes, the three of those were no longer in ring talents, which. Whatever about Joe, I know he's had a few injuries. I know Birch has had a fairly long career. Only the last couple of years he'd really seen recognition for it. The fact is you also think that Thatcher isn't going to be an in-ring talent anymore. Lads, really? What of the fight pit? What of the fight pit? Fight pit has been retired, lads. The fight fight pit for the new pit bull. I I suppose you can't have the fight pit in the Nickelodeon zone, but... Oh, you can. You just paint that shit fucking green and orange and call it a fucking, I don't know, a ball <laughs> pit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a ball pit. pit. <laughs> um, She's coming back. She's going to drop a load of those plastic little balls in there. And just, you know, people are going to have to wrestle around those, just throw them at each other and stuff. <laughs> a, a ball pit match. Um, but, uh, let's just go to the. I was gobsmacked. Man, Big one. I'd put him on the Roman Reigns level of I'd be really surprised if they ever fired him. William Regal released. 
Do you sure. think this was a firing or do you think that this was him Requested. saying that I'm, I'm good to go now? I wonder. Because I can't, I can't imagine anyone there would think that the company's better off without him. Especially at he's the time when you're but, starting but, but again. Guys, uh, Twitter told me that he's a, he was the never oh. a good wrestler. Never no, had a good match. Never had a good match in his career. No. Name one. The... Name one. <laughs> Name five. He wanted five, the fucker. <laughs> he's a good job. I don't have time for this. Um, <laughs> I, I had a reply typed up to it, and I just did, at the end, I just fucking deleted it because I couldn't be arsed getting same. into it with that fucking I did it. Flip. I did it twice. I had two quote tweets that I backed out of. I was like, ah, oh, I don't have time for this. I'm not bothered by him. Yeah, I was like, um, I could give you, I could give you ones he had even during his latest run when he was into his fucking forties. Yeah, you fucking clown. Uh, anyway, everyone has Twitter. a voice. Well, God also invented a fucking mute button. Fuck off. <laughs> Some people just hate everything, though. They just they can't find joy in it. I don't know why they still watch wrestling. They hate every yeah, aspect. He should of it. he should have some wrestling joy. <laughs> <laughs> he is very wrestling sad all the time. Um, Be interesting to see who's yeah. the main person doing the tryouts and all that. I'm assuming just Matt Bloom was going to do it himself because there's no yes, like so. Regal brought in a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. How many millions of dollars did William Regal make that company on TV deals? His son, yeah, his son is on the other fucking tab of the spreadsheet. Yeah. Shh, don't mention the tab. They haven't found yet. <laughs> um, oh, like, no. They, they'll know that now because now Walter's leaving that place to go either down. Oh, yeah. I assume oh, yeah. the main, ros- main roster. So I have to mention, he's like, where did he come from? What's this place he came from? NXT what? <laughs> oh, so they have Ready NXT for. in the UK now. <laughs> yeah, it's on uh, a lot of people a lot of people credit William Regal. I saw Becky, Sasha, Bailey, lots of those were crediting William Regal with uh, giving them their big break. Um the amount of people he put and just handed to Vince as well. You know, when you think over the years of all the people and all the people he handed to Tony Khan, you know, like of all those people. And the millions of dollars they made. At that stage, you're like, okay, we clearly, when we're revitalizing the whole brand with all new, all new, all new staff, all new wrestlers, clearly William Regal, we have no, we have nothing for him. What's he going to be able to help us with? So silly. So I'm guessing maybe he did say, "I'm out of here." Maybe, what, maybe he couldn't do it again. What WrestleMania did he ever main event? Yeah. <laughs> Did he have the Alex Ferguson moment and go and I can't build another team again? I'm out of here. <laughs> like I don't have it. I'm I'm 72. I don't have the time left to me to build a whole new team. Maybe, oh, maybe, f- maybe. But it's mm-hmm. all the timing lines up with a firing, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Although you know, you could think that um, he might be punished as well for the supposed NXT failure against the EW. You know, we hinted at it before that. Looks like Sakarian Cross has been punished potentially as a result of him failing to draw more than AEW. Maybe this is William Regal's slap on the wrist for uh, his supposed failing. Um, and the thing is, when you see AEW regularly, regularly doing over a million viewers and, and getting close to raw demographics, how did NXT fail? NXT was keeping them down. And then they, yeah. took the, and then they moved them. NXT was never going to beat them. Their job was to just chip away at them their job was to keep them below yeah to keep yeah. them out of raw touching distance which 
And as soon as those yeah. went on different shows, they shot up by three or four hundred thousand viewers when they're yep. on different nights. So we talked about it every week. I'm sure they do feel in, in, internally. I'm sure they think it was a failure, but it was not a failure. No, the results mm-hmm. are showing now that it was not. <laughs> well, we but talked about you, it. You don't say that also there was no CM Punk and Daniel Bryan factor at that point. Or Bryan Daniel yeah. factor not at that point. Yeah, but. yeah. So instead, we're going to give them. Technically, they can fucking reunite the New Age Outlaws over on AEW now. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, Samoa you Joe, didn't know. Samoa Joe and CM Punk 15 years later. Hardy you Boys me, and New Age Outlaws be happening. You, tell mm-hmm. me people are going to fucking pop if you see Punk and Joe come out in the same fucking arena. Yeah. I'll go fucking nuts um, to that. I'll put my money on the table. For that mix. Uh, my money on the table is the dream signing you hear about is Jeff Hardy. I am yeah. convinced of it. Yeah. 100%. When does his, because his was very different than everyone else. No mm. I'm assuming it's still oh, like yeah. his. No idea. As if he has one. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know he's, he's, out. Out. he's building it up similar to how he built up the Christian debut. So like, if, mm. if it is Jeff Hardy, that will live up to the potential hype that he's giving it right now. Mm. Uh, my worry is that it could be, you know, some that he had a hard on for as a kid that everyone else would be like, really? The, what does he say specifically the, about it? Because like, hmm? dream signing, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, it's, it's coming up soon. A dream signing. La Parca, <laughs> too cold, Scorpio. Super um, crazy. Yeah, oh, ACW Mark. So. Super crazy. He's back wrestling I, in I Japan. I sent it on the link. Oh yeah, you did all right, yeah. I think Jeff Hardy fits the bill. I'd be worried if the dream signing was Bray Wyatt. I like Bray Wyatt, but I think that won't go down well with the AEW audience. SRS has confirmed it's not him. It's not him. Braun. Yeah. Oh, man. He's not a dream signing for anyone. Jeff Hardy or Samoa Joe are the only two out there, the names that I think would fit that bill. And Joe wouldn't have been an option when he started doing this. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Jeff Hardy it is. <laughs> Confirmed. The Undertaker um, getting his last match. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Wonder will Nick can release Undertaker from his 20-year contract or whatever he's on at the moment. <laughs> Could you imagine? Nah, they just keep pumping out the NFTs to cover his salary. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Fucking NFTs, man. Right-click save. <laughs> but yeah, um, NXT's done. That's it now. It's over. Uh, so Mike, from my perspective, NXT, NXT was done on the last takeover. I think so? Okay. Yeah. The last actual what, takeover, not the thing they had. Which was grand. Oh, was okay. Grand, yeah, I mean, yeah. the actual, the last takeover. They had the 36? Takeover, yeah, takeover. That was the goodbye for, for old NXT. Mm. Yeah. And um, I think this what, is just the end then. This is just where it's like, okay. We got rid Champa's Champa's the only person left and Roddy Strong to a degree. Um on the women's side you have like Yo and stuff. Women's side, yeah, yeah. But the established, you know, the way anyway. Yeah. Yo G stars. Yeah. It's all people that were there for um the highs of the takeovers. Yeah. Back when NXT was AEW. (laughs) (laughs) I remember. I remember. Remember what was in one hour show on the network and everyone used to love it? Oh, yeah, those were the days. Revival, yeah. good times. American Alpha. Fuck the revival. Oh, no, wait. How dare you? <laughs> um, I, I, I do think what really hurt NXT though was not being in arenas for takeovers. Yes, them, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 
pandemic hurt them bad. They they never pulled them out of the fucking PC. Uh, AEW, even when there was no crowds, there was still maybe 50 wrestlers ringside making a little bit of noise. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Jeff Hardy was going to be uh, the shaman, the Matt Riddle character for MSK was the other thing. That was the other little bit of news I pulled up this week. Mm. But uh, fortunately, yeah, they got rid of that. They had still filmed an offer that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So how did, um, sure did New Year's Evil go? Did you watch it live or anything like that? Didn't yeah, it live. I did. I sure watched it back. Yeah, yeah it was I good. Really, I really enjoyed it. Or the takeaways. The, the uh, end of NXT. From a wrestling point of view, <laughs> it was a funeral, dude. It was yeah. a away from it, it was a total funeral. <laughs> they see big things, obviously, in Carmelo, rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, him and Roddy had a very good match. Yeah, I've heard people comparing him to to be the modern day Shawn Michaels. That's huge Ooh. praise to leap on somebody. I don't know <laughs> if it's warranted or not. Say, um, Ooh, yeah, early, early, but yeah. a bit early, but he's definitely got something. Um, he's got he's got an it factor about him. So, yeah, yeah. that was very good. Um, he's lose that guy that's with him. Trick, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I kind of like Trick being with him. I think it's like Mello was great on the mic as well, but I like Trick just having mm. a bit of a hype man kind of yeah. and a big guy there. He's his diesel sort of. Exactly, the diesel to his Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah. there's the comparisons were there. There you yeah. go. <laughs> hey, Andy Rose did the Charlotte entrance in the, heli- in the helicopter. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. that happened. Uh, just me. Just me. Or does she look like the greenest out of the tree in this match? <laughs> she did. Yeah. By a fucking <laughs> mile. Cora Jade's really impre- like, like facial expressions and stuff in this match mm. were fantastic. Yeah, she's good. She's good. She she's going to be a fucking star for AEW in around about two years' time. I was going to say, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, this the skater chick diversity. Uh, although no, her and Dabby have their feud now, don't they? So yeah, no, she's screwed. And Jericho's already blackballed her. She, she's done. Yeah, it's too late. Um, um, Jericho blackballed her now as well. Yeah, well, look, that's what he does. He blackballs people. Blackballs people with black hair dye. Um, yeah, Jesus, oh, wow. that hair dye. <laughs> so yeah, that was it, it. Was it wasn't a bad match necessarily? I didn't understand why when Cora Jade was laid out on the outside, Mandy Rose ran to the back. Yeah, Giant Gonzalez chased her instead of just picking up the person who was dead on the floor and pinning her for the title. Uh, that yeah. was yeah, it was a bad stupid. match. I thought. Uh, yeah. Ran to the right to jump over Cora Jade or a background, just running straight back, which was yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that that whole spot was bad. Um, any of the kind of just Raquel and Cora Jade stuff was quite good though. Mm. Um, two of them looked very good, and if Mandy, if that's who you're fucking hitching your wagon to to carry this women's division, they need to give all the old people heart attacks. Get the get the, get the demographic younger. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking I age feel like profile down, is down. But my god, look at that demo! Look at that demo, <laughs> pal. Um, yeah, like Champion and Brown Breaker had a. Um, hmm. I can't remember. She did, What's didn't that? she? Yeah, Mandy retained. Yeah. Mandy retained. Yeah, yeah she yeah. did. Jeez, I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah, Mandy um, retained via a cradle on Corrigate. Um, but yeah. yeah, and it looks like the the performance center is finally coming around to MSK. Ooh. Yeah, they got a good reaction. 
they got a good reaction. They kicked uh, Izzy's dad out of the venue and they brought Matt, R- Matt Riddle in to smooth the whole thing over. So it's not work. Um, Riddle and Walter got to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, was fun. that was hella fun. Do you reckon yeah. it's only a matter of time before they move? If obviously with Walter coming in, they move the two Imperium lads up to the main roster. I could see all of Imperium going up yeah. after. Um, yeah, yeah, I Hopefully. don't. I don't see the need for the two boys to be down in NXT. They're no. they're essentially they're, they're European revival for me at this stage. You don't see them have a bad match. Everything to do is so technically smooth. Mm-hmm. They know where the hard cam is, so that's the big one. Uh, I don't, think, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they need to learn anything else. And having them there with Walter, obviously, immediately the trio. Yeah, Imperium versus the Bloodline lads. It's oh. right there. It's oh, gonna be a beautiful thing. Oh, fuck it. Imperium versus New Day. Yeah, it's all there. All these things are right there. <laughs> I want them to happen, but we know what's going to happen. Exactly. Prediction for 2022. Walter's called up and released. I'm telling you, it might happen sooner than we think. <laughs> I, I, I predicted him to win the Rumble, so uh, we could both have things coming through here. I wonder if I'm brave enough to add on and Walter appears at All Out in September. <laughs> into that. <laughs> it could happen that quick. Um, but yeah, it was yeah, a good show. Just, it was very, by the end of it, it was just a bit deflating. I was happy to see Braun get crowned, but then but it was Braun like... Was very uh, good at the match as well. Like yeah. Very, Every time I see Brody, he impresses me more. Yeah. Yeah. I see he did a bit of a Cody spot with destroying the X. Yeah. Of, uh, that was, was, that that was the big thing. Yeah. That was the big, the big moment at the start. You're like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> We're going there then. Yeah. yeah Rick Steiner was there. He didn't show him on the show for some reason, but he was there and he. Well, it's still re- officially out. said that he's his son, despite you know the Rick Breaker. Name. Sorry, Rick, Rick, Rick Breaker. Breaker. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but being um, called a dogface gremlin at the end of the show, you know, they still haven't referenced yeah. him as a Steiner, you know. And he won with the fucking Steiner recliner. He made to tap out. Yeah. as the recliner. <laughs> the recliner, the brawn recliner. Let's just um, say he's sitting in the right chair. That's it. <laughs> So yeah, we'll see how NXT goes from here. Um, yeah, look, we'll see what happens. Uh, very brief thoughts on day one. Uh, I still only saw the first maniac. two matches. Spoiler uh, alert, Brock Lesnar won the title. You <laughs> <laughs> bet Roman Reigns for the title? Uh, no, in fact, no, he was added to the uh, Fatal 4-Way to make it a Fatal-er 5-Way. Oh, so he did double duty? No, no, no. Not just the oh, one. Oh, what happened with yeah. the Roman Reigns match then? He's at home. He has the Rona. He wasn't uh, as tough as me. <laughs> That's my take away from it. Tougher than Roman, Roman Reigns. Roman fears Steve. <laughs> Roman fears Steve. Please don't beat me up. I mean, it's it's the trade off <laughs> between cancer and a dicky heart. Like you know, that's a yeah, 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 yeah. So we both have our underlying conditions. Both very strong, <laughs> handsome men. <laughs> uh, millionaires as well. Good times, um, but yeah, yeah. I thought bro, I thought that five way was great crack. Mm, I need to watch that. Brock I watch is that motivated. Back. He is so much fun. I was so it was and lovely, quick match, eight minutes, but it was yeah fun. It was just good. It was me. It was everyone had their finishers loaded up. That kind mm. sort of thing. It was just like let's go fucking ham. Um, I've heard and good things re- about the Becky Live match as well. Actually, yeah, that was good. Yeah, she had this weird sunset flip 
powerbomb or oh, sense of flip bomb good. thing was really good really really good it was as um, good as you're ever going to see in any wrestling yeah. ring. yes sir I feel um, Liv is getting an awful lot of hate online for the last couple of weeks don't yeah, understand I don't it. understand it yeah like, it's weird fair enough she's not at the, the four horsewomen level but not many people are yeah and she's a damn sight better than most of the rest of the women there yeah um, absolutely like she probably is from all the active women on Raw she probably is second best you know yeah, throw it out there. Asuka comes back she will oh, he's gonna say it he's gonna say it no no I'm gonna throw it out there her rig work is better than Alexa Bliss that's uh, my, my better than Charlotte yeah. too that's uh, not to say much Charlotte, Charlotte slipped Charlotte slipped lads she slipped but anyway uh, I didn't need the Miz and Edge didn't need that no not for 20 didn't minutes anyway Drew McIntyre Madcap Moss no need especially considering no. we found out who is going for neck surgery what yeah. the fuck was the point in doing that match? Wow. That was the payoff. That's how you get him out of it because he gets attacked backstage after the match. But whatever uh, about that. From being off screen. But why did it have to be risky, nearly though. 10 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Risky. Completely agree. Uh, yeah. Attack him before the match. Get more heat on them then that there was no match. But then again, I suppose they already lost an advertise. Yeah. 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 They'd lost an advertised match. They probably didn't want to piss people off. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming RKO's three profits was the usual thing, a solid, but we've seen it so many times that it just doesn't yeah. hit right, kind of, because, yeah, yeah, we've seen it. That was a good match. Enjoyed that match. Oh, yeah, good. Good. yeah, just seen I like, it 50 times. I like all yeah. four of them. Um, I think Dawkins, I think, is one of the people who's underrated across the whole company. Again, don't think you see him put a foot wrong. I think he knows what his spot is in matches and does it well. He's there to be, obviously, until Ford goes and does crazy Ford stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously with RK Bro, you know exactly what you get every time. Yeah. But uh, Hawkins is a more complete wrestler than Ford. Ooh. More complete, a hundred percent. I agree. Yeah, no, yeah, Ford definitely has the more flashy stuff, and then yeah, he's the, he's the Jeff Hardy to the to yeah to Dawkins Matt makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, except for Jeff is better than Matt, but Dawkins is better than Ford. Ooh. Controversial. Oh. Controversial. Oh. Mm, oh, it's controversial indeed. Uh, poor uh, Ridge Holland got his face busted up by Ricochet. Oh, yeah. it did. Yeah. Sheamus had a lovely baby face come from behind to beating two bad heels. I think that uh, that's what you call an Yeah. Give him his icy title. Just give him his fucking title. Give him the fucking title. Give it to him now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do um, like the pairing of the two of them, though. I'd, I'd really like the pairing of Seamus I'd and I'd love if, the question Nikki's going to ask because I couldn't answer it. <laughs> Who is the Intercontinental Champion? Is it still Shinsuke? Shinsuke Max. Is it? It is, okay. Yeah. Not a clue. Shinsuke's a face. Seamus is a heel. Do it. Perfect. And them matches. Oh, yeah. them matches. And uh, yeah, and let them go. Let them fucking go ham. Yep. Just if you have 15 minutes, go do your thing. And I love boobs. I love everything about the guy, but leave him backstage no. for this, please. Yeah. Oh, no, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even leave him backstage. He gets broke kicked right at the very start of it. That yeah. would do also. Yeah. Guitar gets guitar gets broke kicked into his face. There you go. Uh supposedly um, before Brock Lesnar got added to the WWE championship match, the provisional plan was for Seth Rollins to win the title. And the uh, WrestleMania. He was holding a whole uh, WrestleMania. So this kind of ties into the question. Was Big E buried? Not only did he lose his title, but he was the one 
Du got pinned, wasn't it? Yeah, he was, yeah. Ugh. Why Rollins? No. No Rollins. So uh, what do we need? We need Xavier Woods to come out and avenge his New Day brothers by beating Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Gotta keep an eye on that crown. He's gonna come uh, for it. You have you have the bloodline continue to the fucking destroy anything New Day related on SmackDown for a bit. Brock will hold the title through Rumble, obviously. Um, you have Big E win the Rumble, and you have Big E come out and challenge both of them in a title unification match so that he can get payback for what the bloodline have done to his brothers over on SmackDown, but also that he can avenge his own loss to Brock for, uh, from the Raw side. And that's how you unify your titles, because... Let's be honest. Does anyone really care about the fact that there's two titles? Just make one champ across both again. I want. I want desperately want to unify yeah. champ. Yeah, it's the way to go. Uh, we both have said it on specific the titles, but one have one overall champ uh, is the way. To yeah, go. like US and mm-hmm. I see keep on brand specific. Yeah. but yeah, and ta- merge the tag teams as well. There's no need for two. Please, titles. please do that too. Yeah, and then you could use the show. The, it's like and the women. You know, the thing was the argument is always, but then they'll have no champion on that show. Good, they've got all the challengers. They can have fucking tournaments. They can have these blowout matches every week. Which gives you stakes. Stakes. Money's too tight for stakes, Cordo. But they got so much of it, Fitz. They've got so much Budget money. cuts, Steve. Budget cuts. Budget cuts. <laughs> roster, is too tight. roster is too tight for stakes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we need to get moving here. We're nearly an hour in. Uh, we haven't even talked about TV yet. <laughs> we talked about NXT already. Uh, we did, I suppose. Yeah, I did. Um, I quick thoughts Wrestle on Wrestle Kingdom. Kingdom. So I put in all the results there and I've highlighted both of the or all of the big matches in it. I okay. watched most so of they're, both they're the shows. matches I will watch. I've already watched the Shibata one. I haven't seen nothing else. Yeah, they're the, they're the main ones to watch. Um, also, this one down here. Uh, so from night one, you had Shibata defeating Ren Narita by PK. Uh, at the very start of this match. match. Exactly. So this was meant to be a technical wrestling match with no striking. Uh, but at the very start of the match, Shibata effectively waved that off and said, no, fuck this, we're having a real match to the referee's disgust. And they had a fairly normalish wrestling match that obviously there was very safe and nothing out of the ordinary. And uh, it seems like Shibata might actually be a full-time wrestler again, potentially. Oh. oh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I do they took his brain out. <laughs> they took his brain out, lads. Did you not believe this? <laughs> I saw this on a tweet someone shared there earlier today. I can't remember. Yeah. But during his operation, they took his brain out and put it that, back in. That was in the Meltzer. That was Meltzer said that in the Observer. Oh, Dave. They took his Dave. brain out. Oh, Dave. And um. Then the co-main was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. El Desperado effectively squashed Hiromu Takahashi. In 16 minutes was was mm. quite quick and quite decisive, I would say. Meltzer gave it 4.25, classic Dave. I thought that was a bit generous. And the main event of night one was Okada defeating Shingo. Uh, 35 minutes. Even though it was long enough by our standards, it felt short by New Japan standards. Yeah, uh, the main event it 4.75. usually goes at least 40. Like. Yeah. Um, it was weird because, side note, the, the crowds were very small. And there was a rule in place that they're actually not allowed vocally cheer. Yeah. It was only a stomping or clapping because Clap of obviously COVID guidelines. 
Um, I think the, the the fans attendance was something like eight thousand night one, four thousand mm-hmm. night two, something that small. Whereas obviously in the Tokyo Dome, they can have up to like forty thousand yeah. people, if not more. So again, it was a huge arena and small amount of people, so it it felt like a vacuum inside there with the noise, more so than usual. Um, so it it that played into the overall reception of the matches. Night two, um. The three last matches were probably the most decisive ones. The King of Professional Wrestling four-way was quite fun. Suzuki defeated Toriano, Chase Owens, and Sima. But Naito defeated Jeff Cobb. Very good match. Um, one of the matches I'd probably tell people to watch would be um, Steve's Bay, Tanahashi, and Kenta in the US Heavyweight Championship match. So Tenta, Kenta got fucked up. He did. He got pushed off a ladder onto one of those steel trash cans, but he decided to go face first into it for whatever reason. And it absolutely fucked up his nose to the point where he was almost gushing blood. And just, um, it, they do make their they do make their trash cans in the same place they make the Japanese tables. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of which, uh, immediately after that, Tanahashi put him on one of those Japanese tables. And did a high-five flow from the top of the ladder, which was fucking impressive. Mm. Um, So that was four stars by Meltzer. He doesn't like the bloody hardcore stuff, so in reality, that was probably deserving of a higher mark. But then the main event, Okada defeated Osprey to become the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, He's kept the butterfly belt, sadly. Damn. Um, I I know he was using the old belt as his... uh, yeah. In place with the briefcase. I was wondering if you keep that. Mm-hmm. No, he gave that up on night one when he was given the quote, quote, quote unquote interim belt when he be- defeated Shingo. Um, mm. He retired the old belt and he accepted the new one. Um, so he's kept the butterfly belt. This was 32 what minutes. What a heel. What a piece of shit. <laughs> <Okada is. laughs> and Dave gave this 5.75 stars, which was a bit generous, I thought. But the match was great. Can't fault it at all. And it's a good storyline that they've been telling for about maybe three years now with Okada bringing Osprey into chaos. Mm. Osprey's rise from a junior to heavyweight. Osprey's then betrayal of chaos and turning against Okada, forming his own faction, losing in Wrestle Kingdom against Okada, then beating him this year with the help, or last year I think it was, with the help of B Priestley and the boys. And this was kind of to be seen as equals fighting against each other for the title, but Okada, the wily old veteran, got the win. We'll see this again, and Okada should do the honourable thing and put over Osprey probably in a year or two's time for, for the title at Wrestle Kingdom. But good shows overall. It's just a shame that the, they didn't have full houses and fans there. They probably they needed it. I think that's, they, that's hurting it a lot for me. And they definitely need some international imports to to boost the the eyes on the show as well, because yeah, it's all Japanese stars. They're they're suffering as a result of no yeah. Young Bucks, Omega, Jericho. I saw all of those. I saw Nick coming whatever. in to. Sorry, I was just saying, no, just no, on the point. I, I saw Nick talking about that in, on our Discord during the week as well. It was just like it seems like it's the same four guys at the top for the past yeah. ten years. Because yeah, I so think I, I read Naito came out at the end of Challenge Okada as well, so like mm. it's back to another old feud that we've had. Yeah, it's the Randy Orton John Cena. <laughs> yeah, it's it like the matches are going to be good, but it's like I've seen them. You know, it's and I feel that those guys as well. Like, how many different things can they do? We've seen kind of everything they can do together. Can we have Keith Lee, Jeff Cobb, and a New Japan ring, please? 
Uh, yeah, I'd love Keith Lee to go to New Japan. I think he. Would, I, I actually nearly prefer him to go to New Japan than AEW, to be honest. Yeah. Well, a killer cross also would be quite mm. enjoyable in that environment. Swerve, swerve to join Bullet Club. That'd be interesting. Ooh. There are so many options. And as See, soon as the, this COVID fucks off and borders and re- relax yeah. a little bit, yeah. we're going to have uh, some uh, savage shows. We might even get a phenomenal G1 this year if we can get the likes of Brian Danielson in it and co yeah. over for it. Like yeah. even when you look at the current what New Japan strong that they have, like I haven't watched it properly all, but they have actually been de- building up a decent American roster on New Japan mm. strong that they could very easily integrate into this and make New Japan a huge company again, like internationally. It's just that the last few years, it just the main show has just been. Japanese talent. While they're all good, it's just it's very samey. It's the problem. Yeah, and, and they're gambling on that because translate everything. Mm. Yeah, and they're 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 relying or they're they are banking on that because they have announced that they're coming back to Access TV on Thursday nights as well. Mm. Yeah, and so they're banking on something happening. Yeah, so hopefully uh, restrictions restrictions can ease up in Japan pretty soon. Hopefully, yeah, I, I, they're not going to go away. They're, they're they're far too long in the tooth for that, but. Once yeah. they get that fresh blood, that revival, wink, wink, into um, the, the talent core. the revival there too, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm okay with this, yes. The problem is you have to sit there for 14 days, isn't it? You have like a quarantine yeah. for 14 yep. days. Like, that's, that's, very, that's a very hard sell. To go. So they can go over if they want. But Someone I would love to see get involved in it now that he's released again is um, uh, Blake Christian. Yes, he'd be very good for New Japan. Get him in that. Get him in that junior division. He mm. could do wonders. And buddy Matthews Light. Yes. Yes. Also send send Buddy Murphy. Also Buddy Matthews. Yeah. Send him. Send him over send as well. Hook. Send uh, Hook as well. Send, 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 <laughs> send Veer. Very quick thoughts on Raw in the middle of this New Japan talk. Um, in case I forget about it. <laughs> I Veer did not come Raw. this week. Veer didn't come. Shocking. Not only did Veer not come, he didn't threaten to come either. Oh, <laughs> there was no Veer whatsoever. It's blue balls when it comes to the coming of Veer. This would blue balls with Veer enough, but then to not even threaten to come. There was no video packages. First time in three months. Maybe Veer isn't coming after all. So when I saw all the releases starting to happen, and before we knew it was it was only non-talent slash coaches. It's like, oh man, I wonder if Veer is about to come straight to the Dole office at this stage because it's not looking good. Anyway, that's the Veer update. Send Veer. <laughs> Very quick random update of something that uh, I copped earlier. Because um, I mentioned his name a few minutes ago, Swerve. Apparently him and Top Dalla have heat. Oh. Um, allegedly. Um, and it's no recent Guess point why. where the two of them have now unfollowed each other on the social medias. <laughs> and it has been squashed already, believe it or not. Has it? They, yeah, they both quote tweeted the Wrestle Talk article and were like, "Nope, that's not true. We're filming a, a music video next week." <laughs> so that was that was taken out pretty quick. Disregard. Disregard. Wait, are you saying Wrestle Talk got something wrong? They often do. I didn't see they're pulling it straight from Fight from. Select. Yeah, I actually see where the report came from. So I just yeah, <laughs> that was just yeah. They yeah. they're they're below hit and miss. They're very much. They're kind of very clickbaity now. Very, very clickbaity. But they always were, to be fair. Got yeah. borderline ringside newsy. But do you remember the time there, there was that whole thing? Somebody fair. made them apologize. The wrestler was like, "You need to apologize for this." And the guy posted the thing. Oh, was yeah. like, "I was pretty tired." 
uh, brain oh, cage. Yes. That was it. Yeah, I was pretty tired. You know, I didn't really fully understand what I was writing about. I was under a lot of pressure. You know, me, 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 me. And it was like, I'll get to it. I'll, I'll, I'll remove it. I'll, I'll get to it in a couple of days. I was like, fucking take the article down. <laughs> like someone can someone else log into his account and take down the fucking article. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, cover the week of AEW then, and that will probably wrap us up for the week. Uh, Gordon, do you want to talk about your potential match of the week? That happened on Rampage last Friday night. Um, I don't remember a lot of the spots from it, but the women's tag match, the no DQ match, was fucking fantastic. Yep. Um, It was a sprint. Yeah, it was, uh, just for context, it was Ty Conti and Anna Jay. So, uh, of course, always big fans of TJ. You addressed Uh, her by her proper title. Sorry, Anna Bay. Thank you. Yep. Uh, against Penelope Ford and the Bunny. Um, yeah, I was glad that it was. Bunny bled bad. Um, yeah, there was lots of blood, lots of very cool spots. It started off fast with a trash can getting thrown in Penelope Ford's, fa- uh, Penelope Ford's face, which was like, okay, we're off, we're off to a good start here. Um, there was the, the moonsault spot before it didn't quite get the distance on the moonsault so she need poor, I think it was Taikanti in the face yeah, yeah. Um, I heard the table uh, was made in Japan yeah it was one of the Japanese tables and essentially when it comes to doing a moonsault you want to be somewhere between Penelope Ford and Charlotte when you're doing a moonsault <laughs> yeah. to the floor that's going to be what for um but yeah, look, all all four of them I thought had a really good showing. Uh, as as Nikki said, Bunny bled bad, but all four of them had their moments to shine. The visual of the ending of Anna Bay with the barbed wire Queen Slayer on Bunny in the middle of the ring, and they had the blood running down Bunny's face while lying in thumbtacks wrapped around, lying in thumbtacks in the middle of the fucking ring, just the anger and emotion in Anna Bay's face as she has it locked in just the whole visual of it all looked absolutely fantastic it was just a really really fun match um, I was only thinking back I think probably one of my other favourite matches was the no DQ match that Sheeta and Nyla Rose had what a year and a half ago now at this stage for the title mm. so it just goes to show when it comes to this women's division when they in the rare moments where they bring out these like street fights and no DQs they hit. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Look at the unsanctioned so, match as well. Like the, the three big ones they've had. Yeah. They've been probably the three best matches in the history of the division. Um, have have all lights had out, that sorry, kind of lights out, out match. Yeah, rather. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just a really, really fun match. Um, if people haven't seen it yet, would really go back and I'd, I'd recommend to go back and watch it. It's what, remember, maybe, don't even think till it lasts 10 minutes when you factor in the outbreak. Uh, yeah, I think went fourteen. Yeah, so yeah, if you factor in the ad, then maybe yeah. So yeah, it's all, it's all I watched minutes. from the show, so I couldn't. But, uh, yeah, just very very fun. So yeah, I would recommend go back and watch it if you got fifteen minutes to kill. The um the other match in that show then, well, the main event in that show was our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Or sorry, Cody Rhodes defeated Ethan Page I thought he fixed racism and then Tony had to go and fuck up all of Cody's hard work <laughs> I know 
Cody just keeps Months on giving and giving Cody. and giving and giving for us, and we give right back until Tony Khan hates <laughs> us for it. Cody. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Darby Allen also defeated Anthony Bones, but the, the, the interesting thing happened here was that Andrade El Idolo came out after the match and had a bit of a stare down with Darby, so I presume that's the next mm-hmm. feud. I'm okay with seeing that. That would be yeah. a lot of fun. That would be good. Uh, but that saying is the first thing Tony Khan booked after his tweet was uh, a black guy losing. It was taste already. I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't suit my narrative. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying you've got an agenda, Steve? No, not at all. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I just noticed that I didn't think of that until now. Uh, Dynamite kicked off strong with the World Championship match, Hangman versus Danielson. That's the three up. judges ringside were Mark Henry. No more BS, Paul White and Jerry Lynn. People were speculating. None of those people were Bret Hart. None of them. No, people oh. were guessing the likes of Bret Hart or someone else to be the, the guest judges. But I suppose it makes sense that they're three company managers, so to speak. Oh, former they world were. champions. In their own right. Well, ECW, does that really count? It, it was when it was <laughs> proper ECW, wasn't it? ECW. <laughs> How fucking dare you. Um... <laughs> This only got 4.75 on the, the old Davy Melser scale. I was probably a little bit more en- enjoying of this match than the first. Yep, I, I would have given this to five. I really like this. Preferred this to the first one. To be fair, th- this was so good because of the first one. Mm. It's, it's hard to take them in, in separation because there's so many throwback spots from this match to the hour long draw. You know, the fact that Hangman, you know, busted a gut early to try finish the match a lot sooner. The fact that Danielson got busted open and that played into him Amazing. draining quicker. Yeah. Um, like there was there was so many kind of throwbacks to the first match that really kind of kept us captivating. And um, I think it was, was it 30 odd minutes, 35 minutes this one lasted. And Hangman won clean with a buckshot lariat. I'm going to throw it out there. I didn't think that I would like the destination of this based on the fact that he didn't beat him the first time but I'm looking at it from a different angle and I can see the the way they were trying to build it so that Hangman had to get over an extra hurdle to, to get the title which almost solidifies his title reign more I don't know if I would have booked it that way myself but I can see the way they did it and it's not a bad way that they did it yeah that was good and Danielson's first loss in AEW yeah, putting over the guy. You know, mm. that's you can only imagine that that's what he would have wanted to do. There's no way that he um he would have come in and with with some sort of booking freedom and said, "No, I'm going to bury your up and coming champ." I made the chat. I'm the new chat. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbearable. Uh, no, please don't do that. Um that was fun. That was hella fun. Gord, did mm. you watch any dynamite yet? Managed to catch bits, bits and pieces. Um, I managed to catch kind of the closing stages of this. Um, yeah, looked like a very good match. Um, kind of as you hinted, I liked the, I liked the way the blood played into Debray fading or Brady fading um, mm. throughout the match. Um, it's something you can play off in the next one when if it inevitably comes back around that you know he can nearly call out the fact of you know if it wasn't for that would have been a completely different story uh, but at the mm-hmm. same time it makes Hangman look great um, and it was a brave choice to have the rematch so soon after him going the hour mm. 
I thought it was very brave. I thought it was risky. I thought it was very risky because the first match was very good. But from the half or so I saw this, I thought, yeah, this this hit and it hit very well. So big time. Uh Steve, you probably haven't watched it because you don't watch live wrestling anymore. This is worth checking out. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think you would enjoy it. It's it's a good traditional wrestling match that you'd actually watch on any pay per view. It's not an AEW match. It's, it's not an AEW a, match. You know, there was an AEW match in the main event, and we'll get there. Oh, um, Jesus. Oh, I saw two do, clips from that. I never MGF, want to watch wrestling again. <laughs> MGF was handed his first defeat of the year when he lost and by disqualification to the captain, Sean Dean. The first ever disqualification victory in AEW. In Ooh. two and a half years. Hmm. Oh, that's this where it starts. It's all these rookie numbers. It's a rookie number. He's got to bump these up. At least two or three an hour. That's the only way you're going to get these mega contracts. Is Sean Dean not the lad who was defending Tony Khan on Twitter? Then he gets handed a fucking DQ in. Oh, into look at <laughs> Some stats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, to be fair. Uh, I, I like it, this. Just makes sense, right? We've we've said this for years on on WWE television. Just make it make sense. The fact that Punk went out there to confront MGF, MGF ran away like a little bitch. Punk wanted to hurt him, so he punches MGF's opponent to get MGF disqualified. That sort of stuff doesn't happen often enough, where you reward people's intelligence for knowing what's happening or why it's happening. Yep. Something and I was very happy with Rollins and Kevin Owens pointing out. I was like, oh, we just do this. We'll get a DQ and then me and you can go for the title. So me and Gordo are watching Raw live that night going, why don't they just get disqualified? Why yep. would they have this match? <laughs> Makes total sense. And it also yep. hurts It also hurts MJF because of the winner's purse. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And they called it out, you know, that the fact that Punk will keep doing this until MJF gives him his match. Because if he doesn't, then he's never going to be near a title match because he won't build up the rankings. Yep. And the yeah. so everything makes a new sense. Year. You know, fair enough, the rankings can be padded using dark, dark elevation. That's all fine. You know, that's part of it. That's canon. Yes. But when you use the rankings as part of storylines and justification for getting championship matches, it's very easy to understand. It's, it's, you reward people for tuning in week in, week out so that they can see people moving up and down the rankings and understand what's happening and why it's happening. Not, we'll have a championship contenders match, and if they win, they might just get a championship match out of it. So, since, uh-huh. the, rankings re- since the rankings reset, does that mean uh, Sean Dean is in the top three? <laughs> uh, sure I look at the last uh, rankings they released was the fifth, so it was the day of... Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Just still had the old Dean. one, so Adam Cole is number two, Wardlow's three. Okay. Wardlow fucking eviscerated a lad. Uh, Antonio Zambrano. That was dead. Yeah. Powerbomb Symphony. Yeah. Big, big year expected for Wardlow. Um, mm-hmm. But get him the fuck away from Sean Spears because he, to <laughs> me, has go away heat. He's, <laughs> AEW, he's AEW's Corbin for me at this stage. I just I can't stand the fucking sight of him. I want to turn off the TV every time I see him. It's a bit harsh now. (laughs) Uh, The man is correct. Give him a gold star. (laughs) (laughs) 
Gordon, do you have a can open? It wasn't the only thing I wanted to turn off on this show. I will say that. (laughs) Moving on to the next match. TBS Championship Tournament Final. (laughs) Jade Cargill defeats Ruby Soho via jaded off the middle rope. Gordo, thoughts and emotions and feelings? I'm going to start this off very simply. Don't go, don't go full Tony Khan here. We we can't deal with this. No, 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 never go full Tony Khan. No, no, just just hear me out on this. There's, uh, I'm going to keep it fairly simple. Jay Cargill has the look to be a star. Mm-hmm. Physically, she's an absolute fucking specimen in the ring. There's enough there that there's serious fucking potential for her to be possibly one of the biggest stars in the company, male or female. Without a shadow of a doubt. She needs so much more fucking polish because everything is a second or two seconds too late. She's just a slight bit off with too much. The stuff is there. Everything is there for her to be huge. But you don't you don't teach her to get her timing in on a fucking national TV show and you don't crown her as a champion on your TV show when she still has that work to be done. Is um, this a response to what happened last week? For her sake, I hope not. I don't think so. I think this uh, whole the, tournament and championship was set up just for her. Yeah, I, I really hope I really hope it's not for her sake. I, hope, I want, because look, while I don't agree with her being the champ, uh, because I do think she's got so much work still to do, I don't want her to have gotten this I don't want it to be an asterisk next to it, basically. Yeah. Um, Nope. That was one on fucking merit. It was one in December before we ever even knew what COVID was. You fucking know it. Oh, they had that medals in December, didn't they? Okay. But for the record, I do I do think it was. The whole tour was about far as well. I reckon this was always. Yeah, I I I do think it was. Um Yeah, look, I said I, I, I think she's got potential to be a star, but I just I think she still has too much work that I I think this tournament was a year too early for her. Mm. Um, Actually, yeah, I think if this, I think if we were look, if we look at, if we look at Jay Cargill now, in a year's time, I think it's going to be scary to see the leaps and bounds she comes on. Um, because I think she has a drive that she is wanting to get better, and she is trying to work her ass off to get better. That I don't see her possibly failing. The hmm. thing is, like up to now, she's basically had exclusively squash matches. So now yeah. that she's in the title picture, she's going to have more competitive she, matches, so she's going to start getting better. Yeah, and she's had matches with, like, two people that realistically she you shouldn't be having bad matches with in yeah. Thunder Rosa and Ruby Soho, and they were sloppy. I'm not going to say... Uh, I, I was probably a bit harsh when I, refer, I made reference to her Rosa match being bad. It wasn't necessarily bad. It was sloppy. It was... As I said, she was she's a second or two off the pace when it comes to what's necessary for the level that she's going to be expected to operate at. And, the, and, and considering her level of experience, that's, that's totally going to come with, yeah. Exactly, it's yeah. only it's only going to come with reps. I just don't think those reps should be on a worldwide TV show. So that's not a dig at her in any way, shape, or form. I think she's put in a really tough position here with this. Um, so basically, Gordon wants a less diverse show. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, I, Gordon, sorry, Gordon, sorry. I, just, I just want the people who are on the TV show to be put in positions for them to succeed <laughs> and for them to not 
Essentially, no, for, no. Them to, to, for, them, for them to not basically be hung out to dry, which, unfortunately, I'm worried that that's essentially what they're going to do with her because she's now at a position where every match she has, she can't get away with, like, three, four-minute matches now. Everything should have to be seven, eight, ten, fifteen minutes. You know, that... I yeah, think this is problem. potentially this is potentially setting her up to be exposed more than if they had just had her, you know, running through people on dark, having her out of, like having her appearances on the TV shows every so often, but having her getting her timing right, having her getting the, her reps in on the likes of dark, dark elevation. Fuck it, send her off out to the likes of Impact. Uh, fucking uh, even Wow are going to be doing their shows you know get, getting her involved in all these different things to get more and more matches under her because that's the only way she's going to get to but that, the thing is the, the thing only is thing that's missing for me for her is that but if you do have her on dark and things like that you're going to have to have her in squash matches because of the way you've built her you can't have her in competitive matches on dark so she wasn't going to learn it's good, the Goldberg theory you're not going to learn in squash matches oh, but Goldberg you can, was you, a you can have it be you see, the thing is, everyone's expecting Dark to be short matches. Dark, when it started off, wasn't all short matches. Oh, I know, you I know, know but, but you know, Dark you know, right you know, now, as it stands, yeah. with her being the dominant uh, force she is at the moment, if she is a competitive match on Dark, it's going to be very odd. It is, but also, if a tree falls in, in the woods and there's nobody around. True. You know, at the end of the day, all is going to be, at whether she wins or loses it, it's going to be a win on her win-loss record. Whenever she shows up on TV, it's just, you know, the number is going to be the same. They're, they're not going to turn around and say, oh, you know, she's 25-0, and 0, but, oh, she had a 15-minute match against Kira Hogan. She struggled to put her away. They're not going to say that. They're just going to say, yep, she's undefeated. She's 25-0, and 0, and here she is coming out to face Ty Conti or whoever, you know? Um... Yeah, as I said, I, I think she's going to be an absolute fucking star. I think she's going to be huge for them. Uh, and as I said, I think in a year's time, she, the, the difference in her is going to be insane. Um, Yeah, I just thought this match felt... Everything she was doing was a second or two behind what Ruby was trying to do. Um, thing with this with the TBS Championship and where it's positioned on the show, though, obviously it's going to be comparable to how the TNT Championship is run for the men's. Yeah. So you can actually have Jade being a dominant champion and having squash matches over the next while because the people who she would be having competitive matches with probably won't be competing for the TBS Championship because they'll be in the main AEW Women's Championship pool of contenders. So you it's can have kind of... Technically, if you go by their definitions, it's the same for the men's. It's the same rankings that they use for the... Yeah, but you can have open challenges. You can have call-outs. You can, you can bypass the rankings for this belt, just like they do in the TNT Championship. Mm-hmm. So it, there, there's a lot more scope to have squash matches is probably the better way I should have said it. So it looks great for Jade, the fact that she was undefeated, first ever TBS champion. That will build on her resume as she gets better as a wrestler. You know, Gordo's bang on when he says, you know, physically she looks fantastic. She's probably one of the standout performers on the show in terms of her look. And that's those comparing abs. males Jesus and females. Christ, those abs. It's like, I, I can't remember if it's Lesser S or one of the boys who says it. You know, if you look at certain people, you think, ah, they're not a wrestler. I could take them in a fight. You look at Jay Carrigan and you think, she would kick my ass because oh, she yeah. looks so impressive. Mm-hmm. Her, she's yes, able to do moves. Privilege, though. 
<laughs> she, she, <laughs> technically, she's reasonably sound in terms of the moves that she does. You know, none of the moves she hits look sloppy. It's the transitions between moves. It's mm. the the counters, the, it, the the moments that really you don't learn as a rookie. It's only with experience that you know how to move from one move into another, counter, reflow, all these sorts of things. That'll only come with practice and experience. So I think you just kind of ride the wave for now. Give her more experience with matches on dark and dark elevation. Have her have more competitive matches. And obviously get her some training backstage. You've got some fantastic trainers in there mm-hmm. with um, Dustin Rhodes, especially. You know, I think in a year's time, like Gordon said, with the, the trajectory she's on, she legitimately could be at the upper echelon of female talent in AEW. Probably will be. Probably will be. <clears throat> Hopefully. Malachi Black, like Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillman fell on, on his ass. I saw it on Twitter. It's very funny. Yeah, it was going to be a Randy Orton moment where he jumps off the top rope into yeah. the black mass, but he fucked it up <laughs> and he had a black mass for it. Uh, hopefully that is over and move on, but it probably well, leads to the debut. Set up the tag. Well, they, did they not set up a thing after the match? There was the, what you call them, came out. Um, ah, someone came out after that match. Oh, the Lucha Bros. And the, the Lucha Bros. And the lights went out and then mm. they switched places. Like, all right, cool. I thought this is where House of Black was going to expand, but no, they just switched places. Well, that's not going to happen anytime soon for obvious reasons, as we'll now discuss. We have new tag champs. I think that surprised everybody, including yep, Jungle definitely. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was genuinely surprised, as was Penta when he got pinned. <laughs> uh, so obviously, this all came about because poor Ray Phoenix dislocated his elbow on a very unfortunate spot on the outside. But yeah, like the first watch it was like, ah, it's grand. The second watch, when they showed the other angle, it was like, oh, 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 that went the wrong way. Showed but the other side of the place. <laughs> it's all uh, Botchasaurus's fault, apparently. It is very much Classic not. Botchasaurus. Nothing to do with him. Ray Phoenix's arm was just behind Ray, him. Landed. Yeah, Ray put his arm down, which you shouldn't do. Yeah. No, Botchy the dinosaur. Out, out to the <laughs> side. Don't put it down. You reach down, you're leaving it prone to your arm getting bent in. He bought you. <laughs> uh, it's just that he has a lot of botches under his belt, so that's what happened. He's getting like, a re- he just had a reputation for botching stuff, so it was gonna be it was always gonna happen if if he was involved in an injury. To be fair, like, it, like even just showed the the, no, the I saw I specifically went looking after this because I saw one tweet and I was like, is that a thing? And obviously I went on to some people's favorite Twitter account, AW Botches. Mm. And they had a fucking highlight reel set up for him. And I looked through and I was yeah. like, Jesus, lads, this is a bit harsh now. Like, on any one of those botches, you could, it's a 50 50. I think someone over rotating on a, on a choke slam and someone under rotating on a, a doomsday fall. It's just, it's a bit harsh. Like, it it's, it's more unfortunate. It's like, it's like Rollins. <laughs> Rollins is always in that spot too, where, you know, all these freak yeah. accidents happen against when you're facing Rollins. And like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Jacks had a similar problem. <laughs> no, no, that was a different problem there. Just slightly different. Slightly, slightly different. If I was um, to blame somebody for it, I'd blame whoever. I didn't see the match, obviously, because the Lucha Bros are in it. Um, whoever put the table there, I would, I'd, I'd maybe have a, a little bit of blame because Alex. they put the table way too close to the ring. There was nowhere for Luch- Luchasaurus to drop to. You could see him kind of tucking in 
if you look at a couple of the angles, he, he kind of had to make space for himself to actually hit the floor. Whereas if the table was further out, they'd have loads of room for the table. Pretty to just sure Ray explode. set up the table, if I remember right. Alex yeah. Abrahantis did, then he got ran off. That's uh, who it was. That's who set up There the you table. go. I think it was uh, very, very, very close to the ring. It didn't give Luchasaurus much room to actually jump down and yeah. not go through the table himself. <laughs> Um, but the one thing I did want to raise from the show that we didn't talk about was uh, CM Punk and MGF's promo off was hella fun this week. Yeah. That is well worth checking out. It's probably up on YouTube as an isolated clip. But effectively, MGF, you know, teased that, you know, you know, if he doesn't get his way, that he'll just leave and go to the other company. And Punk retorted with, no, sure, go be the main event of a night four, buy one, get one free extravaganza. It's like, oh. Oh, that hit hard. That hit good. Uh, that was good. I always liked the uh, cheap pops, especially when they're referencing the the enemy. It was oh, yeah. well worth watching. I was, it was a retort to MJF saying that um, the he one never, never main event at a WrestleMania or something. Yeah. Wasn't it? Very, very good. Cool. Yeah, good shit, pal. Cool. That's pretty much it then for the week. Where uh, I'm actually wrecked. I need to go lie down for a while and hopefully back up in time for a stream. <laughs> I'll uh, turn the phone up on your phone and we'll ring you. Okay, we'll do. We'll do. <laughs> best match, worst match. Best uh, for me AEW is... world title. Yeah, same. I agree, Daniel. Uh, I'm gonna page. go with the. I'm gonna go with the women's tag from Rampage. There you go. Worst match. Oh, good question. Um... Ooh, uh, probably, probably Jade Cargill Ruby Soho, which feels a bit harsh. Uh, actually, do you know what? Scrap that. I take that back. Malachi Black, Brian Pillman. Yeah, that's what one I was leaning towards as well. Actually, um, no, yeah. fuck it. Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss. There was Drew no need for it. Because there was no need for <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, best and worst segment. Best segment is the Punk and MJF one. Yes. Uh, um, so worst segment Brock and Paul on Raw was really good I've seen that yet I've almost watched that back yeah quite good like, quite good. like Gordo says earlier if a tree falls in the woods you know. <laughs> oh. um, what segments were around NXT <laughs> you could say the backstage uh, segment where Drew gets taken out by Madcap and Corbin I'd say the worst segment is the backstage during New Year's Evil with uh, the tag teams, the women tag teams. Yeah, and I was the woman go the who used to be the yeah. woman who oh, used to be Mei Ying is the sleepy woman backstage. Yeah, yeah. Wendy Chu. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was yeah, that was god awful. That that's the worst. It was terrible antics. Yeah. It was it was it worse was... than you can possibly imagine. It was really bad acting as well. Persia Parata comes out and it's like, not about, we could be a tag team, but there's two of us and there's three of you. We'll need to find a tag team partner. And then Tiffany Stratton is behind them. She's like, ooh, no, I'm gone. Why do I waste my life watching wrestling? <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad. Probably the, only, um, probably the only downer of an otherwise fun NXT. Yeah. 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 Apart from the really overall bad. downer of NXT of dying the, itself was I was just yeah. like, oh <laughs> um Wrestler of the Week. Oh you fucking wrestled for over an hour, I'm assuming we have to give it to Okada, right? Mm, I, oh, I haven't yeah. seen either match, so I can't breaker. I, I, I was thinking breaker as well, yeah. Crowning of breaker, I guess, yeah. 
You it's think also about kind of week? the crowning of Hangman as well, though. Yeah. Yeah. You think about this week from Saturday to Saturday. Day one, I don't think there was anything Sunday. And then you had Raw, two nights of Wrestle Kingdom, an NXT TV pay-per-view, Dynamite. Uh, then you have SmackDown and Rampage tonight. And then there's another Dynamite tomorrow night. That's crazy. Oh yeah, there's the Saturday tomorrow. Something like yeah. Oh Jesus! Crazy amount of wrestling in one week. And it's and it's FA Cup weekend and all. It's FA Cup weekend. Mm -hmm. There you go. Cool. I don't know where we landed on that, but we talked about wrestlers of the week (laughs) (laughs) and show of the week. I probably go dynamite. It's pretty close because NXT was also very good this week. Yeah, I yeah, I feel weird giving it to NXT because of what it symbolized, though. Yeah. Fuck yeah. NXT, it's dead to me. Dare <laughs> <laughs> you? Cool. Um, yeah, I got dynamite. Most complete show. Cool, cool, cool. And then the plug squad, and then we can go nap time. Yeah. Food time for me. Um, now, who are you go- hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. who are you going to bury? Hmm? Need to bury someone before you oh, plug. Yeah, I need to bury someone before I plug. Um, hmm. the, ja- the Jags are shit, and Trevor Lawrence is going to be a bust as number one overall draft pick. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So if people want to get more of us at the rest of podcast, you're going to get us on all your favorite podcasting apps. So you're going to get us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening now, you're going to get us each and every week. And you can also find us over on WrestlingSoup.com, along with the Wrestling Soup guys themselves and a couple of other podcasts. Uh, please make sure to check out the Wrestling Soup guys and uh, also check out their Patreon. Uh, their show this week was absolutely fantastic. I only just finished listening to it just before coming on here. Uh, especially any of the time where there's any of these bus flips as well. I think they're always one of the best shows you could possibly listen to. Uh, they always give a really good breakdown of stuff. So please go share the love and show them some love. Uh, also show some love to our friends over at Canvas Theory. www.canvastheory.com uh, If you use the promo code AWP, you're going to get 10% off of your entire order and shipping now worldwide. Worldwide. Uh, you can also get us over on Twitter on the Twitter machine it's at the AW pod Uh, you can also find our discord over there you'll find a link where you can come join in the live fun each and every week Uh, because while you get most of the fun while you listen back you don't quite get all of it Uh, a lot of the shy talk and stuff that goes on in the discord is a part of the experience so come check us out you'll also be able to find us over on Twitch where we'll play games you're not going to hear this before our Friday night stream, but you'll hopefully hear it before our Saturday night stream. It's twitch.tv forward slash D-A-E-W-P. Uh, so please drop a follow over there and help us out. Uh, we've already set our goals for the year, so come help a brother out. Um, and also check out a good friend of the show, Deliverance, twitch.tv forward slash Deliverance 77. Um, yeah, please make sure to check him out as he's playing games. He's play- currently playing Pokemon Yellow. Um which has Ooh. got me back on the Pokemon bug. So uh, Actually, I, I haven't played the last, not the new one that just came out, the one before that. I haven't played that yet. Sword and Shield. I own both Sword and Shield. I haven't played either of them. I have Shield. 
Sword. How Sword uh, played it. Um, but yeah, I'm now back playing Pokemon Yellow because of Deliverance. So appreciate that. Uh, uh, actually, for our listeners who are listening back on Spotify, if you could do us a huge favor, um, recently we are now able to be rated over on Spotify. So if you can please give us now a five-star review, it will really help when it comes to the search algorithms over there. Uh, and if wherever else you're listening, if you're not a Spotify listener, it does have a star system or a thumbs up system. Uh, if you could please just give us a like or a five star review, it would really help with getting our name out free there so picks, we can take over the world. Or we won't send you feet pics if you'd rather not see our feet. Whatever you're into. If no, you want them, we'll send them. If you don't want them, we won't send them. But only, we'll Where do the opposite if you don't do it. Oh, it's back. Sorry, I looked at the wrong page. Hey, we're still five star rated. So continue, five star continue with the five stars going. Yeah. Five perfect stars. We, we want to. We want. We want to break the system. We want to be the first podcast to reach five point two five stars on the on the Spotify Melter ratings. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Um, oh, yeah. hey, oh, oh. Usos versus the New Day for the tag titles on SmackDown. Oh man, <laughs> lads. Like uh, that's one match we didn't mention that day when we were going through day one, and but yeah. it was a great match. It was a really good match, but we've just seen it so many fucking times. Like it's going to be a good match on SmackDown again tonight, but as Nick said, <laughs> oh man, get some fucking ideas. Yeah. Anyway, what's that noise? <laughs> 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 the booking lovely <laughs> perfect fucking I might leave some of this in I won't be editing until tomorrow anyway so <laughs> cool Naito <gasps> uh oh Tiger's whistle you know what that means Tiger's whistle's blowing means we must be going no more Russell crowing for you but now don't you start to whine, I'll see you again next time, cause there's plenty of more of fighting left to do. Making movies, making songs, and fight around the world. See you next time everybody. <laughs>